Thank you, Marshall, for coming. Gloom Lake is a small town. We ain't used to this sort of thing. I mean, sure, we get our occasional drunken shootout like any frontier town, but this, this is far beyond my experience, that's for sure. You don't talk much, do you, Marshal? I talk when talking's needed. Okay, well then, the murders, there's been seven so far, not a darn clue as to who's done them or why. Hell, I ain't even sure exactly how they've been killed. Uh, well, I mean, them's been killed all have little punctures on their necks at the, uh... Uh, what Doc call it? The, the juggler vein. Right, the juggler vein. And, and drained clean dry, not a drop of blood left in her bodies, near as I can tell. No other wounds, neither. Ladies? What's that? Ladies. You said the victims were all ladies. Young, whores mostly, right? Well, yes, sir, they sure were. All of them ladies, that is. One weren't no whore, though. She was the daughter of a Hungarian feller. Petro's something or other. Minor. The other girls worked here? In the saloon? Yes, sir, that's right. I'd like to speak to the madam. Sure thing, Marshal. I reckon she's upstairs in her office. I'll send one of the girls to fetch her. Mary Lou! Hey, Mary Lou, go fetch Miss Rose for me, will you? Marshal'd like a word with her. All right, Sheriff. Afterwards, I'd like to speak with this Petro's fellow. Right, he'll most likely be at the miners' camp. He actually brought his wife with him and his daughter, of course. May she rest in peace. Most of the men here left their families back east on account of fear of engines and such. But that Petros is a God-fearing man. Said a man belongs with his family and they with him. So he... Well, Sheriff, you said there'd be a real-life federal marshal joining us in the little old gloom lake. But you never said he'd be so handsome. Well, Miss Rose, I ain't one to judge the appearance of a man, I reckon. Of course, Sheriff, but I am, and I say this gentleman is as handsome as a fella to ever grace the walls of this here saloon. Don't reckon so, but obliged just the same. And a gentleman, too. Seems to take a liking to you, Miss Rose. I barely got five words out of him before you came along, but he opened right quick to you. Then again, everybody does. Open up to you, that is. And I, on occasion, open up to handsome strangers if they catch my eye. Aw, shucks, Miss Rose, you're making him blush. I do have that effect on men sometimes, Mary Lou. You sure do, ma'am. I can imagine when you were young, you must have started a riot every time you walked into a room full of men. When I was young, Mary Lou, I ain't quite ready to be put out to pasture just yet, am I now? Oh, no, Miss Rose. You're still quite beautiful for your age. Miss Rose, I mean, I... You're a spring rose, same as ever, my dear. Why, hello there, Mr. Heron. Marshal, this is Cal Heron from New York. We'd call him Doc, though, seeing as he's a doctor and all. And a dear friend, Marshal, is our Mr. Heron. I mean to make Miss Rose here an honest woman someday, Marshal, when she finally has the prudence to have me. It'll take more than a ring on my finger to make me an honest woman, Calvin, dear, and prudence is for the old. Then I guess I'll be a lonely man forever, my love, as you'll never grow old. Madam... Most of the murders were of your girls, correct? Well, right to the point. I do like a man of direct nature. I do believe I may have a rival for my paramour's attentions. Huh, Marshal? Six girls, madam, in your employ. Murdered. Well, yes, Marshal. The poor dears. Six of the loveliest young vixens you'd ever laid eyes on. Murdered here? Not all. 
though three were, in their rooms, Lila, Katie, and Sylvia all found in their rooms dead and bled dry. Terrible, terrible thing. The other three? They were found in the mines, Marshal, as was the miner's daughter, Elsa. Grain, same as the first three. No wounds, except for the punctures on the neck? Yes, sir. I examined them myself. All seven of them. Pierced jugulars, the punctures very small. And all the victims were completely exanguated. Strangest thing I ever did see, Marshal. I'm thinking it might have been some sort of animal. I've heard of bats down in old Mexico that drink blood. I'd guess their teeth be about the same size as the punctures, maybe. That would have to be one hell of a large bat, though, Sheriff. Mr. Petros Lodovka says the girls were killed by a monstrosity called a vampire or vampire or something such. Vampire is what he said, but that's ludicrous. Old peasant tales, that's all. Horrifying just the same. But the first three murders were here, correct? Why, yes, Marshal, as I said, but I bid the girls to close their windows at night, lest whatever killed the others come to them whilst they slept, and we've had no intrusion since then. Why would your girls go into the mines, Miss Rose? I haven't the faintest idea, Marshal, except that maybe they were looking to make a buck on the side, a practice that I forbid, but it happens just the same. May I see the rooms where the girls were murdered? Certainly, Marshal. I am at your full disposal. As are our girls, did you feel the need? Just the rooms, madam. Of course, though they have long since been cleaned and have been occupied for some time by other girls. I'd like to look just the same. Anything? No signs of forced entry. Same as the other rooms. Reckon the windows were left open and the bat, or whatever it was, got in. Reckon so. Like I said, Marshal, since I told the girls to shut their windows that night, we've had no attacks here. Why the garlic? The garlic? This was the second room with garlic on the windowsill. Oh, that? Silly girls is all, Marshal. Mr. Ladofka claims the garlic will keep away the vampires. Vampires, dear. The vampires, then, Mr. Ladofka says that the vampires can't abide by the scent of garlic, so most of the girls have taken to placing a sprig of garlic on the window seals. Ridiculous superstition. Of course, there ain't been no murders here since they've been putting out the garlic. I wonder if bats don't like garlic, too. Take me to Ladofka. Mr. Ladovka? Mr. Ladovka, this is the sheriff. Yes? Yes, sheriff? Sheriff? What can Petros do for you? You find man who killed my girl? Uh, no, no, sir, not yet, but, but we're working on it, Mr. Ladovka. In fact, this here's fella is a federal marshal from out east, looking into the murders, you see. Ah, a marshal. I'm Petros Ladovka. It's pleased to meet you, Mr. Marshal. Obliged. Now, the marshal would like to ask you a few questions, Mr. Ladovka, if and you don't mind. Of course, it's pleasure. Anything to find the bad man who killed my sweet Ilsa. Your daughter Ilsa, she found in the mine? Yes, in mine. Any idea why she'd visit the mines? Often Ilsa would go to mines to bring soup or water to workers. She was angel, my sweet Ilsa. Did you notice anything unusual on the day she was killed? No. It was nothing strange. 
Same as any day, but was to be darkest day ever. Tell us about them vampires, Mr. Ladovka. You said it were vampires that killed your girl. Yes, but I do not know. There are stories in the old country of such devils, of vampires. But this, this is America, new land, new hope. But how can we hope if such devils of the old world have followed us here? But you said those vampires suck the blood from folk, right? Exemigate, like the doctor said, right? Such are the stories. But Ilsa, she knows of vampires. She knows to protect herself. She carry garlic. She carry cross. She... Enough. Ain't no such thing as vampires, nor any other kind of monsters, except what man's born of bad blood and those been broken by hard times. Let's go, Sheriff. Thank you, Mr. Ladovka. Sorry for your loss. One more thing, Mr. Ladovka. Yes? You seen any large bats here about? Let's go, Sheriff! Anything, Marshal? No, ma'am. You ask him about them vampires? Oh, come now, dear. There's no such thing as vampires, and you know it. I ain't so sure I know any such thing, Mr. Heron. Still thinking it were bats. I'm turning in. Night, Marshal. Mary Lou will show you the way to your room. Obliged. What happened? Mary Lou! Mary Lou! She's dead! Look, Marshal, she's... Let me by! Oh, Marshal, it's happening again! Oh, poor Mary Lou! You just found her? Yes, sir. I came to ask her if she'd like a bit of tea with me. She was a proper girl, down deep, and we sometimes enjoyed some tea and late-night chatter, you see. Oh, my poor Miss Mary Lou. What the devil happened? Dead, Calvin, dear. Dead. She, oh dear, look, she left the window open. Oh heavens, I told the girls to close the windows at night. Oh dear, oh dear. And look, she ain't put no garlic on her windowsill. The vampires got her. Oh my. Oh, what are you looking at, Marshal? Her mouth. There's a redness to the skin about her nose and mouth. Sores, too, at her lips. So? What does that mean? Chloroform, I believe. (laughs) Yes, ma'am, chloroform. I recognize the scent. Doctor, her, where'd he go? Who, Marshal? Dr. Heron, where'd he go? What? I don't know. He was here just a moment ago. Ah, uh, hell's bells. The bat got her, too. Poor Mary Lou. Sheriff, take me to Cal Heron's office. Cal? Well, why on earth for, Marshal? I just passed him in the hallway. Him in a great rush. I figured he was going to get his medical kit. Just take me, Sheriff. Yes, sir. What is all this stuff, Marshal? Those are calipers. This, this is what I was looking for. A-C-E. What is it? A blend of alcohol, chloroform, and ether. Used to induce sleep before an operation. Too much chloroform causes burns on the skin. Like on Miss Mary Lou's mouth? Exactly. What do you call this doohickey? Why, that's a blood transfusion apparatus. Saw it in a hospital in New York a few months back. What's it for? To drain blood from a sick man. And to put in healthy blood. There's blood in one of the needles. It's Mary Lou's. So Dr. Heron was the murderer? Appears that way. Oh, poor Miss Rose. She'll be heartbroken. First the girls and now... Now her bow turns out to be the killer. But why? Why would he do such a thing? 
On that matter, I'm not quite sure yet, Sheriff. Marshal, it's him. He's got a... Are you hit, Marshal? Grays. Nothing to fuss over. Well, Heron's dead, that's for sure. Two right between the eyes. My lord. Well, I reckon we ought to go tell Miss Rose. Break her heart, though, I'm sure. Yes, Commandeer, is that you? No, ma'am, it, it's me, Stilton, the sheriff, and the marshal. Why, I, oh dear, wait a minute, gentlemen. I'm, I'm in the bath, you see, I'm... Oh, sorry, Miss Rose, take your time. You smell that? Smell what? Blood. I smell blood. Blood? Oh my. Miss Rose, are you sure you're well? The marshal here says he... Ah! What in tarnation are you doing, marshal? I... Oh my lord, Miss Rose! Well, Marsha, you got me. Is that blood? Are you bathing in blood? What in the Lord's name is going on here? Yes, Sheriff, you don't. It's blood. But why? Why in the Lord's name? Oh, stow it, you dim-witted fool. The Lord's name has nothing to do with it. But why? I, I don't understand. Youth, Sheriff. Youth. Have you ever heard of a woman by the name of Elizabeth Bathory? Who? Why, no, I... Of course you haven't. She was a wise woman near 250 years past, a countess, found a way to cheat age she did, bathed in the blood of virgins to stay young forever. Of course, ain't many virgins in these here parts, but I may do. At any rate, it weren't much working anyhow, as Mary Lou made quite explicit earlier this evening. Still getting older, but a girl's got to try, you know? Miss Rose? Yes, Marshal. By the power invested in me by the federal government of the United States of America. Oh, please, Marshal. Skip the small talk. If you're going to arrest me, just do it. There will be no arrest, Miss Rose. But, Marshal, you can't just go and shoot her. Gotta be a trial and all. Under Presidential Proclamation 104, wherein habeas corpus has been suspended and specifically under subsection D, I've been appointed by President Lincoln the power of judge, jury, and executioner. But, but, and Miss Anita Hayward, a.k.a. Madam Rose, I hereby find you guilty of eight counts of murder, premeditated, and your sentence is death. Greetings and salutations, folks. This episode of Gloom Lake was written, performed, and produced by Stan Davis, Robert Metcalf, and Ron Spiegel, with special guest Jaleen Davis. You can find us at gloomlake.com, Gloom Lake on Facebook, and Gloom Lake Times on Twitter. Please rate and review our podcast on iTunes, and when you do, Send us an email at campfire at gloomlake.com and we will mail you a sticker with our logo. We'll be back soon with episode number four where the marshal's faith in his reality will be tested. Thanks for listening, folks, and happy trails to you. Until we meet again, that is. (laughs) 